You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Mama, mama, me! Really? Woo! We got two words for ya! Oh, yeah! With Daniel Spencer. Acknowledge me. Jeremy Woman. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. And Linda Kay. Are you boys ready for the grind? And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Linda Kay. And I'm Eric Cornish. Look at that. Uh, Eric, welcome welcome to the uh, show uh, for the, fir- the first show of the year. And we got an old co-host back again. You were on the last show of last year, the first show of this year. Look at that. You made it back-to-back shows. Just uh, just because Jeremy's not on, yes, you can't call me the old co-host. Now I'm the oldest yes, on here right uh-huh, now. So. Right. Um, by the way, shout out to Jeremy. Uh, our um, we our thoughts and prayers and everything's with him as uh, he's going through some a um, lot of medical things going on right now. He's shared up publicly, so if you've seen that, you know it's kind of where he's at. Um, he just doesn't have the ability to do the show right now. He gave us our blessing to go ahead and do this show today with with the one and only Impact Wrestling uh, superstar Steve Macklin. So um, we do appreciate him uh, allowing us to go ahead and uh, and doing this. And um, he's had a rough he's had a rough year really, and from all family and stuff from from medical stuff from his father to him passing, and then his mother had some medical issues, and now Jeremy does. So um, yeah, definitely um, our our prayers are with you, Jeremy, and we know you're gonna. Get through all this and be back to your normal yeah. uh, annoying self, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you get him, a, if you get a chance, send him a tweet, uh, Jeremy underscore CSZ, and uh, you know, wish him well and tell him you miss him. Yes, thinking of you, Jeremy. All right, and um, you know, it. Uh, I do want to hear his take. I can't wait to have him back on. Believe it or not, I do want to hear his take on what's going on in the day's wrestling world. Uh, when it comes to the Royal Rumble, leading up to WrestleMania, uh, AEW stuff's going on there. And, of course, our very own Impact Wrestling as well as OVW, too. But before we get started on all that, just for us to talk about it a little bit, uh, let's, let's uh, talk about our sponsors, Collar and Elbow. That's right. When you go to com, use promo code RINGSIDE, all capital letters. You save 10% and you help the Ringside podcast out. Right. Make sure to go visit our friend Chris at ProWrestlingInsurance.com. Make sure you are covered if you get hurt. It's a special supplemental coverage that pretty much pays you if you wind up at the hospital, if you wind up with medical bills. Coverage as low as $8 a month. We've got personal coverage. We've got event coverage for any event promoters, wrestling promoters, MMA promoters as well. Uh, make sure to talk to Chris. There's also life insurance info, prowrestlinginsurance.com. Make sure you are covered. All right. And we've got somebody else that we've got to talk about coming soon, and it is Manscaped, y'all. And we're so excited because all of us are waiting, even Linda, mm-hmm. waiting on her 
Performance Package 4.0. So I uh, can't wait to find out more about that. We'll give you all the details coming soon, but you can already go to manscaped.com and use the promo code REFEREE. Who came up with that one? Uh, referee. Huh? <laughs> it's official. It's official. Yes. Use the uh, use the discount code REFEREE at manscaped.com and you can save 20% off and free worldwide shipping on your Manscaped. Can't wait to uh, to get my performance package 4.0 and uh, and see what that uh, manscaping is all about. I like how you trimmed that down for us there, uh, uh, Eric. And, oh, yeah. Uh, look at, look, oh, look, God. Yes, absolutely. So, yes, I, I'm excited for that. You see us all posting on the sh- social media um, on Manscaped. I've heard some wonderful things about it, and I, it's just a great product. And we love that. glad they're on board um, um, uh, with us. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to try it out. But, yeah, promo code REFEREE um, will save you there. So, awesome, awesome stuff. Um Guys, so we have a lot to talk about in this beginning of 2023 that's happened uh, from Hard to Kill um, to um, to some uh, AEW events uh, to Raw SmackDown leading up to what this week is the Royal Rumble. Um, why don't we kind of touch base a little bit on kind of kind of a roundtable as much as we can on everything. Eric, um, why don't we go with you uh, since you're our guest host uh, technically, so uh, even it's kind of weird calling you the guest host, even though you were host for like two <laughs> years. Um, what um, what do you uh, what do you what do you, what's your thoughts and opinions of today's companies? Well, uh, I think right now, uh, you know, and I know we'll get to the WWE and Royal Rumble uh, build up. I think WWE is is hot right now. I really do. Uh, coming off of the uh, Raw Thirty. I think it was an awesome show, very entertaining, and uh, and leaving us with some pretty cool stuff, I think, coming our way, uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So I know we'll get more in detail on that, but uh, I love that. You know, AEW is uh, is still trying to find direction. I mean, that's that's me. Every time I, I watch it, I'm maybe not as harsh on it as, as Jeremy is, but, um, you know, it's, it's just trying to find its way. And there's some things that are working, some things that aren't. They're still kind of cluttered with a lot of guys trying to figure out you know, a path for some of them. Um, so that's that's my thought on them. I, I think Impact is doing great. I still would like you guys to, you know, have a have a bigger audience, a, a more worldwide audience uh, somewhere. I think you deserve it. I think your your product is is uh, better than it's been a long time, and it's it's better than a lot of stuff out there right now. Um, so I, I love where all that's going, and. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think wrestling is in good hands right now, and I, I'm having a blast at OVW. Although this new faction with uh, Jesse Goddard and EC3 and Shira, Shannon the Dude, Adam Revolver, and of course certified Luke Curtis. I mean, just running roughshod over everybody. So uh, hopefully OVW can find a hero to uh, to combat all that or multiple heroes. Right, right. So, uh, um, but, I know uh, a good. I know of a hero um, that can probably help. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I know I have a hero. Does he wear a fanny pack? Yeah, I, I so. think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> Does he uh, happen to live in Wisconsin uh, near me? I think he's from. He's from Wisconsin. Yes. I think. Uh, I don't know if he lives there all constantly, but he's definitely from there. Um, but um, but yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> well, a hey, hero. He's definitely one of them that that can combat that uh, that crew. But uh, yeah. I think. Uh, uh, heading into 2023 with with that new story, that fresh story, I think that's going to be fun. And uh, and the other big things, and you've seen floating around the internet about uh, what else is coming OVW's way, including how about this inclusion 
in WWE's new video game. OVW yeah, so yeah, WWE 2K23. Now, I don't know if OVW itself is going to be in it, but I do know the the likeness of the prototype, John Cena, the likeness of Leviathan, uh, Dave Batista, the likeness of a young Randy Orton, and probably a Shelton Benjamin and, and Brock Lesnar, guys like how do you, that how do you keep us out you know what i mean it's like if you you know if you played last year's game it's ray mysterio you know you start the with well, ray mysterio it, it, at halloween havoc it, it, i feel like you have to have the the old davis arena or something similar to it. i think, I think you will have, have the colors because it's the former nxt colors but i think they'll call it nxt you think so? I think so. Oh, I don't I know because I mean, I, when you, th- I mean, I don't know. You would have to just go to the owners of OVW and say, "Did you sign off on your rights being shown on?" Because I don't think because even though they have the rights to the footage and the likeness, they don't still own the OVW marquee yeah. and letters and, and name. So That's true. They could call yeah. it something else. They could call it, you know, Oklahoma. Hey, I'm sure uh, for the right price, uh, the, our owners would uh, do whatever. Right. Everyone has a price, as uh, Millionaire Man said once said. The words out of my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, Linda. Didn't mean, didn't mean oh, to no. step on your toes there. Um, but uh, but yeah, lots. Of, you know, and I w- shout out to um, Hard to Kill. I mean, uh, amazing show. Yes, I was a part of it. I know I'm going to put it over, but honestly, it was a great show. Uh, Mickey James, uh, you know, in the last rodeo uh, is is going on, and she is the knockouts. The Impact Knockouts World Champion, and um, you know, about this time last year, she was a Knockouts World Champion, won it hard to kill, and there was a rumble happening too, where she ended up making an appearance. So, could this happen again? Could she also do back to back rumbles with the Knockouts title? Could that happen? Um, who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see. I'll I vote guess. for it. Yeah. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hope so. Josh Alexander retained his title against uh, Bully Ray, and he's still the Impact World Champion, the longest reigning Impact World Champion, and um, it's going to continue on and on. And um, we'll see if it lasts past uh, the next few weeks, all the way up until um, No Surrender in Vegas. Uh, and then and that uh, was—I will say—that was a shock to me. I really expected Bully Ray um, to to come out on top on that one. Um, especially after probably one of the best, hottest angles I think we've seen in a long time that happened yeah. right here in Louisville. Uh, that was that was intense. The uh, the end of uh, you it know basically started in with, Louisville and ended in Atlanta. So yeah, um, so uh, but I, I expected Bully Ray to win that. I really did. Uh, but I'm happy for Josh Alexander. Great guy, great champion, and uh, and it goes on. And then you got um, you know this whole bloodline situation story on WWE leading up to um I, I don't know what's to come who's going to be who's going to challenge Roman Reigns when it comes to WrestleMania season will it be will there be some will will it, the bloodline eventually split up and will the honorary Oose end up being going after or will somebody else you know win the rumble and road all roads leads to him yeah well let's uh, let's let's talk about this let's because I, I'm, I, I know what you're inferring here, and I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I've seen a lot of people saying, well, it's got to be Cody. It's got to be Cody. Um, you know, but then other people are still talking. What's, what's up with The Rock? Is he coming? And then you see Meltzer say, oh, The Rock says he's not in shape, which sounds like exactly something that somebody was going to be at WrestleMania would say. So what are, what are your all's thoughts? Because I have my thoughts. I, I think I even sent a message to him, and it may be a little more than I really think is going to happen, but... 
what what are your thoughts? Do you think, as so many people are saying, it's got to be Cody? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's that's the way I'm leaning toward. I mean, you got this buildup of his return, his recovery, his recuperation, his training. It, it has to be. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be number one in the Rumble, but you gotta feel like so, he's, he's going to come off the winner. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Right now, if you you ask me about storyline, I feel like Sami Zayn is the person. But if you but but there's plenty of time for Cody to win the Rumble, and then when Cody wins the Rumble, um, it they build something different to allow them to build that feud, and Sami can be involved or whatever happens, and then there you go. But it's just if you ask me today. It'd be hard to say Cody is the one because that him coming back is just going to be one thing compared to it building a story. Now I'm going to take yeah. the throne there, um, you know. But there's this rumor that it could be Steve Austin now taking on Roman since The Rock can't do it, and I don't I don't want to see that match. I don't mind seeing Steve Austin versus somebody, no. but I don't want to see Steve Austin versus Roman. Um, there could be that. There could. Be, you know, I've heard before that maybe you know WrestleMania is where Sammy finally like breaks away and then SummerSlam is where Sammy versus Roman officially happens. Sounds like Sammy versus Roman could that be the main event? Could that I mean WrestleMania is almost a sellout regardless anyway. So it, it's not going to be based on it's all it's, I don't even know if it's buy rates. I don't even know how, how you call, what you call it now. You know like what what's yeah. going to intrigue people to watch. It. I think people are going to watch it regardless. I think the yeah. uh, you know so. Here's where I am at this point. And, and while for the longest time I did think, yeah, it's got to be Cody, it's got to be Cody. I don't know. Like you said, Cody coming back. I mean, it's great. The storyline's built in. But I feel like he didn't get a big enough jump start before. Like he, he didn't get enough into the storyline to where it's time to just do this. So I think. No, I agree. Him, right. That's what I'm saying. I think for him to come back and to win it. At Mania, win the Rumble, win it at Mania. I think he runs the risk of the the crowd turning on him. Mm-hmm. I think, and I don't think he's right. I think if you give it a little more build, maybe he's the one who goes to SummerSlam. I still think he's the one that needs to take it from Roman. Mm-hmm. I, just, I do believe in that. I just don't think it's at WrestleMania. So if it were me, I would say, and then. This is this is kind of where I would go and because they already announced this this tribal celebration and then it didn't happen. So that leads me to believe this this has something to do with WrestleMania and whether somebody wasn't available Monday night or they're just going to save it for later. What I see happening is the this final test, this final test that Sammy's supposed to have at the Royal Rumble could go one of two ways. Either he's supposed to help Roman win against Kevin, which would be the obvious thing, but I don't think it's going to be that. I think, I think his goal is to go into the rumble with the entire bloodline with their goal of being somebody from the bloodline, winning the rumble and allowing Roman to have his tribal celebration on the grandest stage, which is WrestleMania instead of having a match. Now that will be his task. Now that they got released today of the, or leaked of the, uh, the uh, elimination chamber picture poster, of Sami Zayn like being stuck inside the elimination chamber, like look having this like he's squished up against the um, the, the the glass. Um, and that's the poster, and that's going to be on the chairs. Oh, and, and so it's like 
Okay. You know so, that doesn't always mean everything. Though. No, I know, I know, I know, but I have a feeling he's part of whatever that that is. Well, my my original thought was Sammy does win the Royal Rumble, and, and because I mean, think of the reaction right now. There's nobody more over than Sammy Zayn, even even with Cody coming back. So if Sammy wins the Royal Rumble and still falls in line with Roman, because last night, you know, even even during the Raw Thirty, I mean, it was. He was still very much part of the team, reluctantly, but he was still there. Was still the you know, all, all the gold to do whatever he could to be a part of the bloodline. So if he continues and he does reluctantly give up his title shot, well now you know somebody you know Pierce comes out and makes elimination chambers now number one contender. Well Roman gets his guys in the elimination chamber too. Guess what? Sammy wins again, gives it up again. I mean, can you imagine each step a little bit more? Uh, reluctantly to Sammy getting there. And then when we get to WrestleMania, may, maybe the rock is involved. Maybe he already is there and maybe Roman wrestles twice. Yeah. Night one, the rock night two could be Sammy. And I suggest if that does happen, I think he wins them both because Sammy's going to be better just for going into a main event and going toe to toe with Roman and even coming out as a loser. I think Sammy's Sammy's bigger there. So I, I don't. Sammy's got to have his moment at WrestleMania, or we've missed a huge opportunity. Yeah. So you're saying this final test would be him either just reluctantly taking the match against Roman, say he won the Rumble, or say he won Elimination Chamber if it became a number one contenders match. But he will still face Roman, but just make sure. I think he eventually he will. Win. Well, I know. Okay. I think I think he will face Roman. Finally, he will somehow get in there and say, "No, this is it. I'm facing you." You know, and and I know in my original thing, see, I had heard, you know, I thought that Money in the Bank was not going to be its own pay per view, but then I look back, oh yeah, it is going to be in England later on this year. Uh, but a while back, they had talked about it maybe being at WrestleMania because I thought that'd be even better. He, you know, gives it up at Royal Rumble. He gives it up after Elimination Chamber, and here on night one of WrestleMania, wins the Money in the Bank, and night one goes off the air with Roman beating The Rock and Sammy standing there with the briefcase, and they look at each other like, "What's going to happen?" And night two, you know, you cash it, and then there it goes. But that's obviously not going to happen. But something to that effect, I think. And we, since we just completely abandoned the whole idea of the whole family being there for a tribal celebration. I think that's still going to happen. I really do. And I don't think there's any way that they're just finding out, nah, the rock's not going to be there. They would have this. If, if he was going to be there at all, like they would already had it figured out a long time ago. So I, I don't know. I, I still think the tribal celebration is, is to come at some point and why not on the grandest scale, you know, and Roman wants it there. That's why he wants one of his guys to win the rumble. So he does, he gets the night off and he gets to, you now the, know, do the you know when it comes to the rock i mean like yeah he's in great shape i know there's a difference between being in shape and being in ring shape but i don't think he needs more than probably a, a few weeks to get ready for a match no. i mean now he's because he's i don't think he's going to put on a 30 minute you know five-star match or any, any anyways you know so no but let's face it he's 50 now there's not going to be many of these many more of these opportunities especially for somebody who is getting work consistently in Hollywood. And if he yeah. wants to do it one more time, now's the time to do it. Yeah, true. Now's the time. And in Hollywood, I mean, that, that story writes itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Hollywood and the, the whole tribal thing. I mean, this has been going on two or three years. And, you know, eventually he's going to have to come out and go. What 
what makes you the head of the table? <laughs> like, because last I checked, I'm pretty sure it I'm doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sorry, I'm eating a little dinner here. Um, no, it doesn't. And our new sponsor. Right, right. <laughs> DoorDash. Oh, oh, that'd be great. Carflyer Pizza or whatever. Oh, yeah, um, um, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen. I mean, I, I, here, here it is. I'm all about it. I thought Raw 30 was outstanding. It was very um, good. I um, thought um, about SmackDown has been great as of late. AW has been great as of late. Um, you know, and um, of course, I'm biased. I always think Impact's been great as of late. But Right. Um, well, let's uh, let's not leave out the women since uh, the Bellas are mad that the women were left out. Uh, what do you what do you think women's rumble? What what's everybody thinking? Because I to me, I think there's only one choice. But would that be Rhea Ripley? That would, would be my number one. It choice. It would be. Yeah, it yeah, would be. That, Mom, mommy, I think Mommy wins this one. I think it comes right. down. I, I think Mia Mia Yim is definitely in, in the <clears throat> the final two or final four. They're gonna make her look good in this one, I think. I think she's somebody they they will. I think Chelsea Green is coming back. I do that. That I do believe as well as Zack Ryder slash Matt Cardona. But I think it's gonna be as Zack Ryder, despite what he said. I don't know, Daniel. I have a feeling Daniel knows more than we do, but he wouldn't say it if he did. Oh, Matt Cardona was just with us in the last taping, so. Mm. <laughs> Well, one thing I do want to add uh, from Raw last night, while there wasn't, as we saw that clip from the Bellas, uh, I've mentioned the women's evolution, revolution, if you will. Um, hey, we got an appearance from Medusa, or um, Lundra Blaze, excuse me. So there was some uh, legendary female representation there. But, I mean, as a whole, I definitely enjoyed the DX segment and having Kurt Angle in there. That was hilarious. And, Million Dollar Man, you you had damn there as yeah. well, Ron Simmons. Yeah. But as a whole, I, I truly enjoyed it. I guess I um, didn't really think past of what we that wasn't featured because you know, in all honesty, we don't know the additional reasonings why you know some announced talents weren't there or that weren't out there. But as a whole, I did enjoy it, and it, it was a great go home show right before the rumble. Well, and the other thing too is that women's wrestling was different and they answer there a lot of this time so yeah you could have had your um <clears throat> your trish and lita show up and things like that they've done stuff in the past so it was weird they didn't have to not be there but it, then again you don't know if they reached out and they just couldn't do it they couldn't commit and so they didn't now i don't they announced the bellas i thought and the bellas wasn't there so what happened there i don't know but there's there's people that sometimes it just doesn't work out you know and i and i know that happens i mean they you know they wanted billy gun yeah. for the last reunion with dx and they couldn't get him i thought what they out. did with kurt though oh it was great that was great the only thing that only thing that they could have done better and been more dx like was to make some reference to a pair of scissors or something you know like well, they did last time they did scissors they did yeah, it last I mean, time i, I got gotcha. you but they could have they could have made they could have said something to kurt like um yeah, uh, something like that. Like Kurt could have been like, uh, "What? I, you know, cut it out or something." You know, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. Earth, you know, that would have been funny. Um, 
You know, I did like I, th- I thought they did it right this time around because five years ago when they did this and you had a, a lot of old guys taking down, you know, FTR and, and, you know, dispatching of them out of the ring like they were still the stars. And this time around, all of them, including Triple H, back down from Gunther. And I thought that was that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And that was um, that was the right thing to do. hundred um, percent. So. um I mean, I, I, I'm happy with what everything's going on. I'm, 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 I'm liking. Look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, right? Uh, it, yeah. it, when it all comes down to it, yes, I'm in the business, but I'm, a, I'm a fan, so I like to watch good stuff and I like it to make sense. And I'm also not someone that like because something happens this week, I'm oh no, I'm you know like the world's over. No, I'm going to give it time to marinate and go from there. Um, in in raw in raw. Um, 30 I almost said raw 1000 raw 30 was um was what it needed to be it was it gave you it pushed stories along and it gave you the nostalgia and that was it and like you said it was done right they they made the very entertaining they've used people in the right spot and why they decided not to use certain people or why they didn't use more of the i mean i don't know but i but i'm not the funny thing is i'm not mad that they didn't do more women stuff. I don't mean that in a bad, like I think I would have been happy. I would have been happy if they did more stuff with Trisha Leader or even the Bellas, but it wasn't like I was really, because they gave you some women stuff that I wasn't like I was missing. It'd be different if they didn't give you that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I get the, 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 the cage match got shortened or whatever, or whatever happened, but it's still better to have it more as an angle than as a really short cage match. You know what I mean? And who knows? Maybe, maybe really the cage match was supposed to be this all along. Maybe they decided to not do this all along. I, mean, I felt like using, it was. Yeah. And they're just using this as a, well, the other, the, the travel thing went long. I didn't feel like that even went long at all, but maybe it did. Maybe they only got 15 minutes. They went 25. But it was I mean, solid. It was I mean, it was a solid segment. It's is, is as Al snow says, you know, if you go over your time, but it's really good. Sometimes we'll allow it. <laughs> oh, that's that's allowed, and that's allowed, and uh, I'm I know in other places too, um, and even there. So, um, yeah, it's uh, crazy, but um, but yeah. So, I, um, before we we're gonna, let's let's real quick, uh, we're gonna have a you know guest on here in a little bit. We wanted to touch base at the beginning of this, kind of talk about what's going on. But Steve Macklin, Steve Macklin's been on a on a tear with Impact Wrestling, Impact Superstar, going through. Uh, just everybody, and um, and he's de- he's determined to get that title shot, and he hasn't got it yet. So um, we're gonna talk with him a little bit about that and see what's going on with uh, with uh, with Steven and um, you know what his uh, what his goals are. He's he's married to the lovely Deanna Prazo, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about his time in NXT and things. He's been he's been in the business for almost ten years now, or right about ten years actually. So. Um, so yeah, this is going to be uh, very, uh, very cool. I'm, I'm excited to have him on. Uh, been, uh, been a great, uh, couple years to get to know him as a, as a person, call him friend. So, um, I'm, um, I'm happy to, um, to, to kind of, I guess, uh, see what makes him tick, you know? Awesome. Well, you guys, uh, I'm going to jump off here and let you talk to Steve, but in the meantime, uh, follow me Eric, at Eric on the air and, uh, go to pro wrestling tees.com slash OVW Eric and, uh, you guys enjoy your time with Steve. Yeah, Eric, thanks for hopping on and uh, doing this beginning. I wish you could stay on for Macklin, but I know you got other things to do. So, but thanks for uh, hopping on and um, helping us out in this intro. And uh, don't be a stranger. Then, oh no, uh, well, I'll be back. All right.
All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. All right, we're back here at the Ringside Podcast with the one and only Impact Superstar, Steve Macklin. Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Daniel. How are you? Doing great. Um, you know, we we kind of beginning of the show, we kind of talked a little bit about what's going on in the current product, current market. But one of the things that we we stated at the very end, we brought you up and mentioned that we're going to transition to uh, you coming on the show, is we talked about your your rise at Impact Wrestling. And specifically, uh, we're just going to get right into it. We'll go, we'll go back a little bit on some other parts of your career. But, you know, you're, you've beat all these guys, and you've deserved these title shots. You haven't got it yet. So what's up with that? That's, that's not my due, and that's management. Uh, obviously, Scott Tamore was in a position. He got taken out by Bully Ray and his little uh, stooges, or his good hands, I should say. And uh, now we have Santino in there. And I, I know he's learning on the fly a little bit here and he's new to the place, but uh, maybe he needs some type of uh, reassuring of what's going on and who's actually running this place right now. And I've been running rough shot through impact for the past two years. Yes, and did. especially this past year, I've beaten every former world champion that's put in my position. I beat Rich Swan and hard to kill. And now he's put in this six shooter challenge match of all former world champions which I get. I'm not a former world champion. I get what Santino is doing, but I also have beaten every single person that is in that match. So it's just funny to see things how they are and uh, whatever. I guess they just got to keep stacking bodies and uh, getting that pile a little bit higher. You have, and I probably have refed uh, most of those matches that you beat them in yeah. too as well. We, I actually got a little physical with you uh, when me and Swan were trying to do our things. I was trying to prove a point that there's no point in winning matches when uh, there's no reward. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you did, and uh, you know, but it's all good. We we uh, we we went about our day like normal, like normal, and uh, everything's good. So, I look I looked here, um, looking up your career and different things. Some things I've known about. Uh, I'm sure the, the the listeners have known about too. As far as you talk about other podcasts and whatnot, but this was kind of interesting because this, you know, this show airs when this show uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It's going to go live on a Wednesday. It's literally according to Wikipedia. It's going to be one day away from your ten-year anniversary uh, of your of your debut. It says you debuted on January twenty-sixth of twenty thirteen, um, uh, and the Monster Factory. So that's that's kind of like we almost nailed this to a, a T there, uh, having your ten-year anniversary, and you know, and that's that's uh, pretty cool. Take me back to to those early days of uh, you learning how to how to how to you know do a wrist wrist lock and. <laughs> and take a back, flat back bunk, bump, bump, and all that. So, man, uh, yeah, ten years flies by. I've been doing more. I did more time in the business than I did in the Marine Corps, which is kind of crazy to think about of uh, the journey. But um, yeah, I got to the Monster Factory in Paulsboro. I went to a tryout in May of 2012. Uh, they had, and I walked in, and I just looked at everybody there, and I was like, "What am I getting into?" Because I had a few friends on the independents that got me into wrestling. I tried to go to a school up in North Jersey and it just wasn't going to work out with me and living in South Jersey and travel. So I tried to find a reputable school down in South Jersey and the Monster Factory is what came up. And I'm at this tryout and I'm in good shape. Like that's just, I don't know, I've always in my nature of going into wrestling, everybody's in good shape, good size. You look good and you're, you're, you're selling a business. You're a superstar. And then in comes all these different characters and nothing, nothing against that's the best part of wrestling is you get all these different characters and personalities and body types. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And they said, who wants to go first? And I was like, I will. (laughs) 
got in a ring, learned how to run the ropes, learned how to take a back bump. And then they had me cut a promo uh, on Bret Hart wrestling him in Madison Square Garden. And probably oh. one of the worst promos ever. I was like, okay, cool. And I just talked. I don't know what it was. It was probably one of the, Danny's probably got it somewhere in his uh, archive of things. Uh, but it was just awful. And uh, that was kind of how I got my start. And um, yeah, ever since then, it just was uh, it, the friggin' I just took off. I was there for about a year and a half. Had a handful about matches there. Gerald Briscoe came in for a seminar uh, and he sat me down instantly and we just talked for a few hours before our show and the tryout itself. And he had me work heel and babyface on the tryout. And then on the show, I worked heel, which I was mainly working at that time anyway. And after that, he goes, don't go anywhere else. Stay here. Learn the fundamentals. Keep just keep getting reps on the fundamentals. He's like, I'm going to make sure I can get you a tryout. I'm like, OK, say no more. And at that time, I was just starting to get my name to branch out a little bit into indie bookings outside of uh, New Jersey and Delaware and Pennsylvania area. And instantly, I just stopped taking bookings. And uh, I had a tryout with WWE, uh, was it August of 2013? And then I was on my way to do extra work that October uh, for one of the pay-per-views and Raw and SmackDowns. And I got the call from Canyon at that time, who was in charge of... Uh, the hiring process with NXT and the performance center uh, that I was signed. So I got to go do extra work. And then Darren Young, uh, who was oh, Fred, he uh, helped me out. And once I got to the main roster and kind of meeting the boys, he's like, Hey, Steve signed. So I wasn't treated like an extra, even though I kind of still act like I just was very quiet, respectful and doing the normal thing, being a green kid. Uh, but it was cool to just be, received like that way and then just to talk to the boys in the back and get to know people and people remember me from my tryout like dusty remembered me from my tryout he was there getting to chat with him again and then uh january of 2014 i showed up at the performance center wow so then so yeah. almost sorry that was a mouth that was a lot there no there was no, no, a, lot, that's, a lot happened that, with, we want to know that no yeah, yeah yeah that's 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 the good thing no not so nine years uh from the day you've been signed uh, ten years overall. Then not so about a year. So you were you were literally just a year in when you got signed. That's pretty amazing. Just, yeah, just about about a year and a half on the Indies. Um, what? Um, so like, what was that? That like, because NXT at that point was just kind of starting. Correct? Like, or yeah. So okay. NXT just or the Performance Center opened up July of uh, thirteen, and then I had my trial there that August, and then in two thousand fourteen, they were still on that way of not hiring indie talent. They wanted to make homegrown talent, kind of like what they're doing with two point right now. Mm-hmm. We're not not bringing in those big names, and then just once like they brought Kevin Owens in and then they brought Finn in and then just that boom just happened and it opened up that door. And why wouldn't you capitalize on something that was so hot and it made NXT such a big hot brand, bringing in all those top talent names that were coming in from the independents and then pretty much treating that as the feeder system to then get to raw and SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, look at the NXT landscape from that, um, from that time frame in those first couple of years, I mean, probably every one of them, if they're not in the main roster, they're on to another company. Well, no, somewhere else doing, doing big things. Most of them, you know, for, um, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, what, uh, so who would you say during that time frame was your biggest, uh, biggest influence, like as far as teaching you and, and, and kind of helping you along the way? Uh, being patient, uh, and then learning from the ground up, 
obviously learning how to bump and everything helped like the fundamentals, learning that at the monster factory and then going to the performance center, knowing how to bump and sell and feed and properly to just have a basic match down. And then it was learning that style of how to work TV and just being mindful. And I, I don't know, I just, I'm a very watchful person where I'll just keep my mouth shut and watch and not in a, a more of a people watching way, but like even at TV with impact, like I try to watch people. If I'm not doing something that day, I'll try to listen on to people calling their matches. Cause I want to know how they like, how does, how does this person communicate or how do they like to call this or like this? So that when it does come time for us to work together, it's a lot easier. And I can, Oh, okay. I remember you said this one time, or you like to do this. So just being patient and mindful and just being aware and just keeping your mouth shut and listening to everybody. I mean, that's, that's one of the best things I would say. Yeah. I think listening is, is, is the key. It's, um, I've always heard Al Snow say to me, um, you have, uh, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. You're supposed to listen to this twice as much as you speak. And it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's makes Good sense. Advice. You know, you know, so you listen, you, you take in what you're, what you have to do. And then, um, you know, you speak when you need to speak, but most of the time you just sit back and listen. And same with the referee side too. I mean, I, um, I mean, I don't know how many times sitting there with, with Hebner, let him just talk, you know, and, uh, and take it all in, you know, and, uh, other guys I've got to hear from Jimmy Cordeas and, uh, Charles Robinson, some other guys, just give me a vibe. Just, just listen. Not, not. Don't say anything. Don't, don't give. Don't give the uh, what. But, but with the um, buts, you know, that's that's the that's the bad thing to do. Uh, and any, any type of learning experience, but definitely in wrestling, don't say the um, buts. Just listen and go on. Yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am, and keep going. Um, yeah, and it's like the one thing too is you take away like what makes sense to you, and like you can take the good and the bad, and it's not going to everybody for advice all the time too. I I, I don't get that sometimes. Like I don't really give advice unless I'm asked for it, mm-hmm. uh, or like if I see something on a character side, and like if somebody asks me, and then we're out at the bar one, I'm like, hey, I just this made me, you did this and made me think of this. I just not to make you do anything or say to do this, but like maybe this is an idea you can use, or I don't know. I always have better ideas for other people than myself right uh so it's just funny but then it's also one of those things too is uh, another thing of just listening is you're going to hear so many people say the same thing in different ways and there's going to be that one time somebody says something which you've been told multiple different ways but that person said it so it like just resonates with you right. different ways it clicks. it clicks yeah and you're like oh okay that's why i don't know and so what are some other things besides listening, as we just discussed, um, from your early days of training that you really, really still stick to you right now to that contributes to the longevity of your career? Uh, it's it's a, not a sprint. It's a marathon. And that's that's the longevity in it, too. And it, Nick Dinsmore said it when I was at the Performance Center, too, originally. Uh, he was one of the first coaches there when I got there that uh, kind of like just got in my ear a little bit more and just was very mind. He is very mindful of everything and aware and just breaking things down, showing you how to work nice and loose. But um, just to know, like if you jump off the top rope and it looks really good and that's your finish, you're going to be doing that every night and finding those things that like create longevity in your career and that move set, like what are easy things that you can do with everybody, but that also highlight you in a certain way so that you do look like a star. And that's, I think that's the one key thing is nobody really sticks to their niche anymore of like who they are. Everybody wants to be the MMA and the technical person or a high flyer all in one. It's like, no, stick to one thing that you're good at so you can highlight it. Maybe every now and then throw a little bit out there with it, but like stick to your one thing because that's what sets you apart. If everybody's doing the same thing and trying to be an MMA fighter 
or the ultimate submissionist or a high flyer. It just it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't mix well to me at least. That's just my view. One of the things, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of, right now you're, you're more, I mean, other than the stuff you've done with Revolver and, and uh, with, 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 you know, and stuff, but for the most part, like, you're, you're, you're a, um, you've been a singles guy since leaving NXT, uh, WB system, or I guess WB system, because you were, you were on the main roster when you left there. So, but like, you were a tag team guy. And, yeah. and, uh, what was that like? We'll, we'll talk about your transition over to singles career, but like, what would tag team wrestling, you know, do for you that, that, I guess to help you in your singles career or what did it do for you in your overall career in, in, in period? Uh, it more or less taught me more how to work and with so many multiple bot, like just so many things that are in a match and the rules that WWE has for their tag matches that nobody really knows. And they're never really justified or given like only one breakup or hold the tag rope, like little things like that to me mean more because then it makes the match more challenging to be creative and, to flow and if the one breakup is i think one of the coolest things just because now it's like okay commentary can put that over and then like just to have intricate spots that make sense within the five second rule not burying the referee because that's another big thing too is like i hate when a referee is buried and i try i always tell you i was like ah how does this sound to you and i even did it all the time and that's how i kind of yes. learned as well tagging where like communication between everybody, like come to everybody and like Eddie, uh, Arango and Daryl uh, were very good at that. And Sean Bennett just, and Brewer, every referee that I was with in NXT, WWE, like everybody was always good where we would call our match and talk to them about it. And you come up to me, every ref and impact does it too, mm-hmm. where you come up to us, we call the match to you and any intricate spots. I know that I need you or, Hey, I need your back turned here. Or just come with me. Like that's, well, I don't know. I think that's where, and I yeah. like that. Sorry to me catch up, but I like that the fact that you do. You're one of the ones that you're very aware of the referee and the importance of the referee, but not not an aspect of you. You know, like you don't want to bury the ref. So you, in those moments where you know it's going, you're okay. How I need you to do this, and and you're 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 willing to like what would how would you you're even asking me about how would you handle that? How would you do that? And I'll. Uh, we'll, we'll, me and you will kind of put something together and go, oh, about whatever this. And you may already, ha- may already have it. You may say something and go, yeah, that sounds perfect. Or you may say, what do you think? And then, like, you always, uh, um, you know, uh, want to make sure that I'm, I'm protected. But yet it makes sense for me to be in that position and, um, and something I can do as well. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to put something in there. That it, give me something that I can't do uh, physically or whatever, um, which, um, I think everything you've thrown at me has been great. I've been able to do, but you never know. You know, you, you could say, I want you to take this bump. And you're like, what's that? I ain't going to take that bump. You know, you never know if that's going to happen or not. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's one thing. I, I, I thank you for that. They always make sure you're not just me, but the refs too. You take care of us. And I know you've brought up uh, the other guys in NXT and whatnot. What um, the other referees there, what I, I'm assuming because if you had that mindset there, is that something that was ingrained in you there at NXT and, and WWE as far as like protecting the referee and using the referee at the right time and those kind of things? Yeah, and I thought it just made for better. Like I learned it from Blake, but it also like made for better television. And like you see when uh, FTR when they were a revival, like they were very good about doing that and making sure the referee wasn't buried and using the referee. Mm-hmm. Um, it just I don't know. I just was something where if it makes sense, why are you not doing it? Why are right. you just going 
there and just doing things that don't make sense. So if I want a heat spot and I want to generate some heat from the crowd, but then it makes the heat go to you because the spot didn't make sense. And now the crowd's like, Oh, referee, you didn't see that like type thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like just little details are always like the one thing, like you're never going to have a perfect match anymore. At least in my mind, like it's something's always going to be different or off from the way you call it to when it, the bell rings at the end. And the one thing I want to make sure is everybody's safe and did it make sense and was a good business. And that's one of those things too. Like, okay, cool. Like that's just where I try to get my, my mind to and try to have the best match possible, not to go steal the show. If it does steal the show, that's the fans decision, but I want to go out and have the best match possible when no matter what they remember me and what was happening in the ring. I think a lot of times the best match, best best match possible doesn't have to be the five star. The best match possible could be whatever the business is at that at that time of what that is, and you go out and, and execute it. You and your opponent and the rep, whoever, everyone involved in that match executes it and to to somewhat perfection or what needs to be done. That is the best match possible for that 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 business, you know and. Um, so uh, and it can steal the show, and it can also be the second best on the map. But it doesn't matter as long as the business was done, um, and everyone was entertained. <laughs> that's that's yeah, uh, that's, that's what all matters. Matters. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Linda, you got anything else? Yeah, I mean, I know we started off um, speaking with you, Steve, about your determination and just everything going on right now with you at Impact. I mean, you are just driving through everyone. We want to see you get that title shot. Speaking for myself, and I'm sure Daniel as well there, uh, I know he kind of alluded along the lines of this before, but what is it going to take from you, you personally? What will it take to get you that, that big title shot eventually? Uh, I don't, Like I said, I don't know. It's up to management on that end. Mm-hmm. And I, fans are wanting that match and want me to have yeah. that Josh, which I don't know. We have three big pay-per-views coming up. We have No Surrender. We have Sacrifice in Windsor. And then we also have Rebellion in Toronto. So it's going to be, uh, I don't know, we'll find out, I guess. Toronto is the hometown of uh, one Josh Alexander, so that would be an interesting uh, place. But I know, you know, you, you, that means you have to wait longer, so we'll see what yeah. happens there. Um, I had to wait 10 years to get a chance to have my moments, so here we are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, something that um, I noticed, you know, when you first came into Impact – and uh, we were doing the vignettes, playing the vignettes and whatnot. Um, you know, you had a you, you had a certain character or, I guess, persona in WWE. Um, you know, with the Forgotten Sons and all of that, and and people may not have known who who you were as as the as that character because it got blended in with with other other stuff. And um, plus, of course, we all know the. Oh, you know the infamous uh, tweet that kind of sent everything in a spiral um, from uh, from your former uh, teammate there. But when you got the impact, it was like you had to kind of legit start from the ground up, um, mm-hmm. building a, this new character, this new persona. Um, what what did you like? What brought you to like bring? This is who I want people to see who I am. What? What it what made you decide to to see this version of Steve Macklin um, that well that we know now but started you know a couple of years ago? Well, the character I kind of have now with being who I am is a very hybrid between Captain America if he wasn't Captain America, almost like Soldier Boy on the Boys 
Uh, if, I don't know if you watch that. And then also the Punisher. And it's a mix between both of that because I can relate to it and also everybody else can and they can see it. And it's how can I take my military background and kind of put that out there, but also not shove it down your throat with the hacksaw Jim Duggan, Hulk Hogan, waving the American flag and type gimmick. And I'm like, I've always wanted to go the other way with it. How can we be not dark with it, but how can we piss people off with it? And I, I, I tried to pitch that for a long time there and had ideas and I have my notes and my, my books that I've had over the years from my time in WWE. And then the opportunity of, Getting let go was a blessing in disguise. And I said, well, time to get to work. Came up with the ideas for the vignettes. I was like, this is kind of what I want to do. Uh, I had a, one of my buddies in the VA. He used to work with uh, NASCAR as one of the videographers. So him and his uh, one buddy, uh, Ramkurt, they were good with uh, doing camera work and audio and uh, visual and lights and all that stuff too and, and editing. So they helped me out a lot and I uh, can't thank them enough for the vignettes that we got to do. And then I was even more grateful when impact actually used those vignettes uh, just because it was just like, okay, cool. I'm onto something that I did myself and it was fun to create again. And it was fun to get my mind open uh, just because when I got like, Oh, it was, it was, it was sad. Uh, it was a tough time for me just because I thought I was going to be there and I put in a lot of effort to be there, but again, blessing in disguise and then getting to impact, starting from the ground up, uh, everything I've been doing has been ground up there. Even my ring work and finding my moveset and what works, what other people in the company, what are what can I do differently that other people aren't doing and to stand out. And that's one of those things that was a challenge for me. And that's why I sit at the monitor almost every night to watch or try to pay attention to what everybody's doing and peek out in the curtain at certain matches to see how interactions go with certain fans and what who's getting a reaction here and who's getting a reaction there and uh it's yeah. something that was that was taught to you because that's very old school of like watching the curtain sitting and watch the curtain or watch the monitor like everything to watch you know and you do do that that that's the god's honest truth you sit there and you watch everything and you take it all in but like is is that um is that it's a very old school mentality because now nowadays unfortunately guys just do their match and they care if you watch their match but then they don't really kind of pay attention uh, our locker room is a little different though. We kind of all, uh, impact is kind of a family. We all root for each other, but I've seen it in other places like other, and I've seen you do it at revolver. You're watching other matches that, you know, at, at indie shows or whatnot that you're, that you're able to do these days. So like, you're not just doing that at impact. You're doing that at other places. Again, that's a very old school way. Was that taught to you by someone? Yeah, that was one of the first things like Danny and Larry Sharp at the factory and Bill Wiles and even Blue Meanie when they were there, like just watch everything. And that's how I kind of picked up and learned. And I'm like, OK, that makes sense. Like, I, I plus you also want to gauge what the crowd is doing. Mm -hmm. Like that also lets me know, like a lot of the indie shows I go on, it's kind of funny, like where I get to work a little bit smarter on my end, because a lot of talent are going out there to try to have these five star matches that are going to go viral. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But at the same time, don't forget that there's a live crowd there. And then when I see that they're not interacting with the live crowd, I'm like, thank God. Cause now I get an easy night. I can just jaw jack to the crowd, get my heat, have a good match. Whether they, if they think it's a five-star match, cause I don't care about the ratings of matches. I really don't. No. Uh, it's just, I want to go out and have the best match possible and make the boss, like the boss has to be happy. Same as the promoter, anywhere we go. Like, did we do good business? Were you, are you happy? Cool. Thank you. See you next time. I uh, heard a wise man once say Hogan never cared about how many stars he got uh, when he looked at his bank account. So uh, that's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, 
there's no, there's nothing wrong with it. No, that there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Or as a talent, like that's it's it's that's what's wrestling. Yeah. Everybody everybody has their own way of loving something within this business because it is a walking, living, embodied circus that we travel town to town and we beat each other up for a living. Well, so Tommy Tommy Dreamer talks about it being a buffet, right? There's um the, the buffet. You go to the buffet. There's you can have your steak. You can have your your lobster if you want that. But you can also have your burger and your fries and your you know your your uh, Salisbury steak even like you can you can go all whatever then you get your ice cream and you can pick, pick your different flavors put your different toppings whatever you want on it it's, there's something for everybody or you just want to eat a salad there's a salad bar you know like yeah it's uh, it's a little bit for everybody and that's that's kind of what wrestling is so you may not want something but there's something at, at the table for you just just enjoy it and let them and there and then you may be one of those people that enjoy everything so be that person too you know there's nothing wrong with that I, I think that's the um, you know, it kind of drives me crazy. I don't know if it does you, but like when you see the people, you know, bitch and complain online about what they see creative doing at one company compared to the other, or what's going on, or they're not using this person right, or whatever. And there may be some truth to that. We may like internally that person may be also upset, but like for the most part, like just enjoy it. Like sit back. And watch. I mean, have you ever? I've never seen people complain about wrestling. Or any other show as much as they do wrestling. I remember seeing them go watch The Walking Dead and go, "Oh, I can't believe they're doing this with this character now." And it's like they don't, they just don't do that. They just accept it and go on. You know, it's it's always blows my mind that wrestling gets that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of there with movies too, like Star Wars and all all the stuff now, like Not Marvel. Star Wars, yeah, I guess Star Wars fans Mar- would be the closest to wrestling fans. Yeah, Mar- Marvel's kind of too and it's the same niche it's everybody has their favorites and they want them to shine and if they're not they're not happy it's whatever yeah. that's the purpose of twitter and instagram it's just that place is the uh, it's crazy i just promote i put over my dogs my wife and that's about it yeah, that's now that's a good transition speaking of your wife now um where when did you uh when did you meet uh tiana prazo your wife in an uh, funny thing is, is uh, I met her in 2014 when she was an extra and I was signed and we bumped into her. That was the first time we met. And then it's kind of crazy to think here we are freaking almost 10 years later and uh, we're married. <laughs> what was the story? She, what a I, think story. She, I think she tweeted out something one time that she like you had her job. You had something of hers or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I had a pea, she left her peacoat. Uh, yeah, there was. She went out to dinner with a uh, Bennett and a couple of other guys, and then she left her pea coat. So QT Marshall handed me her coat. He's like, "Hey, she'll be here around next time." He wasn't going to be as an extra again. He's like, "Can you get this to her?" I was like, "Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, I'm probably never going to see her again anyway." So I had it in my trunk, and then randomly I'm cleaning out my car. I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen that girl." Threw it out. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So, so that, uh, so that, that yeah. infamous pea coat still come to play. Uh, you know, at some certain points when you and Yana are together. That one time you forgot my pea coat or you tossed it. So she gave me lip for it for a while. And she, remember when you threw out my Pico? I'm like, yeah, I know. So uh, on her wedding day, that was one of uh, part of a wedding gift uh, to her. <laughs> uh, same Pico. Well, close enough as, as much as I could get to with uh, getting her the Pico. Smart man. See how he did awesome. that. Well, I, I think I even, uh, I don't know if I tweeted a uh, response to her when she t- told the story or if I, uh, or I just told her privately. But I was like, I said, well, I mean, technically, like, it, I guess... It worked. <laughs> like you threw it away, so I guess it worked because you're good story. You got married, you know, yeah. So it's a good story. 
It is great. It is a great story. Long, long term book. Long term booking. That's it. <laughs> long term booking. That's that's important. There. Ten years in the making. <laughs> yes, hundred um, percent. What? Um, who would be? Who? Who would you say would be your biggest influence? Uh, in in watching. I mean, because obviously you did. You grow up a wrestling fan, or or Wait. okay. So who who was your biggest influence? Uh, I grew up watching with my grandparents. My grandmother loved Andre the Giant and Roddy Piper. My grandfather just loved watching men beat up each other. So that was kind of my intro of watching that. Uh, my first hook was Ultimate Warrior as a kid. Uh, I just thought it was like, who is this guy? And all my friends loved Hulk Hogan. I did not like Hulk Hogan. I liked the W.O. Hogan. Uh, that was about it. He just was cooler. And I was already getting that teenage years. And the Attitude Era was hitting in WCW. Uh, but I went from Warrior to Brett. Brett was, if you couldn't be a fan of Brett, that was just, yeah. I grew up in Jersey in the Northeast, so right next to Giant Stadium. So it was very hard to, uh, to not be a WWF fan at that time or WWE now, obviously. But uh, Brett was my guy, and then Austin came around, and that was it. I get told a lot that my, a lot of things I do in the ring selling wise, like it's like, Oh, you just that emulates Austin. I'm like, I guess I'm doing that. Maybe that's my biggest influence. I you, guess just you, you do have a lot of Austin in you. I can see that. I mean, that, that is true. Like when you said that, I was like, it, it, it was like a light bulb went on my head. I was like, duh, that's, that's what I see. I see a lot of Austin. Uh, and Austin was like, uh, you know, the older Austin, the stunning Steve Austin. Like he was, he was like a technician. Like he did some crazy yeah. You know, good, yeah. good. I mean, he was a, still a great worker at Stone Cold as well. He was obviously one of the best of all time. But I can definitely see some some Austin in you now that you said it. Just like like the light bulb went off when you said that. Um, what um, uh, as far as like, uh, what would you say if you had one as a fan? What would be your favorite match to watch? You know, and and uh, say that was the that was it. Like like for example, mine was always. Well, not always. It became more recently in the last few years, but uh, you know, Michaels and and uh, Taker at WrestleMania 25. So, like, I think that's and that's one of those matches. It's not the perfect match because there's a botch in it, but it's still, yeah. you know, an amazing match. So, like, what would you say as a fan was your favorite match? Uh, probably Rock Austin Mania 17. Hmm. That's, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's just I don't know. I just was the coolest. I just remember being a teenager uh, in school. It, it's funny, like you would get deficiencies before your report card to let you know how you're doing. And my mom, it was around that time that like you get the deficiencies and I knew I was getting them just because I wasn't doing my homework and stuff. And my mom's like, are you getting deficiencies? I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Can we please order WrestleMania? All right, cool. Got WrestleMania, got deficiencies the next day. Uh, <laughs> he's not doing this. He's not doing this. So it's like, it's just funny in my childhood to like, that's always just that match that's ingrained with the build up to it, the my way package. Oh, yeah, the ma- that's, that's the greatest it's, package. I still watch yeah, it again yeah. when I'm on the treadmill if I want to just get a little into like just yeah. yeah. Um, but then after that, I would say Mania Ten with Brett Owen as like a technical match and just perfect because that was as a kid that was one of my favorite ones too to watch because I liked Owen so much at that time. That's good. Um, we had a listener question, Clint Carroll, uh, good friend yeah. of the show. He um he sent in a question here and um he actually sent in two. He said favorite uh, wrestling moment in your career and then um and then what moment made uh you a wrestling fan. So you kinda elaborate a little bit on that, maybe go maybe more detail, but what those two questions. Favorite wrestling moment in your career and then what moment really made you a wrestling fan? Moment in my career. Um 
It's a good amount. I think um, maybe the Dusty tournament with Blake and I going to the finals uh, in NXT when we wrestled uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black. Um, that was one of those ones because like the writing was there for us. We should have, in my booking mind, should have went over. But like we weren't like the names yet, and people thought we were just these jobbers that just from house shows and we could put everybody. Uh, just job out pretty much to everybody would always lose. But that was one of those first times where we had a tournament where we got some steam behind us. And then uh, unfortunately we kind of lost it, but going into it and the buildup and road shows into that with Blake and I and getting these matches down and how we wanted to do it was a lot of fun. Uh, just tagging with him in general was highlight of my career um, in my time in WWE. And then I've obviously meeting my wife is another thing there. But uh, yeah, I would say that's those are my defining moments and uh, my favorite parts of uh, wrestling is meeting my wife and tagging with my best friend and traveling the world. All right. Then what, what about uh, the moment that made you a wrestling fan? Do you have a specific moment? Can you can you? I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard because you you especially when you're younger, you yeah. see everything. Everything kind of becomes a blur or one or one moment. You know. Maybe watching Roddy Piper and Brett just because I remember watching that with my grandmother from Mania mm-hmm. and. Uh, grandmother was a big piper fan and i was brett and it was just funny to like sit there and root against my grandmother uh that's one of those like i don't know those one another just popped in my head as a good moment yeah all right so um let's kind of let's kind of talk a little bit outside of the wrestling ring i mean yeah we talked about your uh your lovely wife and your and uh getting married and, and tagging with your best friend and things like that and but but what you know? There's certain things. A lot of people, when you when you hear these podcasts, hear these interviews, and whatnot, they get to know maybe Steve Macklin, probably the character, not too much the man. What um, what are some things that like, you know, you know, make you tick? Like what 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 are what are what are what are the things that Steve Macklin likes to do uh, in his daily routine? Uh, wake up, hang with the dogs, breakfast, go to the gym, just like any. I just like to have a routine. Marine Corps kind of instilled that in me of even my parents growing up. That was kind of instilled in me is having that routine and just being disciplined in that way. Uh, getting to the gym. And right now I'm finishing up school, I'm trying to finish my degree uh, in psychology. And that's got, that's got me busy. Um, is it, now, yeah. now, psychology, is that, a, is that something um, like, I don't want to say a plan B because clearly this is, this is yeah. Yeah, but is that like a, I want to have that. So like as a, as you know, career ends or I can have something else, or is that something that I want to take this also and bring into the wrestling, you know, cause there's wrestling psychology and take this into that and kind of, kind of use it in my um, career here as well in wrestling. Uh, more of if down the road plan B, if it was to be used. Uh, cause when I was let go by WWE, I was like weighing all my options. I, I was looking into jobs at the VA as a social worker and obviously having a degree in psychology was one of the big, uh, requirements or just a degree in general, it was a big help other than just being a military vet and serving in two tours and then being a professional wrestler. I don't think matched the criteria to be a soldier worker in the, the VA with veterans. So I was all right, let me get my degree at the same time. And maybe down the road, that's an avenue I like to go just because of the world and mental health and yeah. the focus more on PTSD, especially I have a lot of friends that uh, we still t- keep in touch. And it's one of those things where we all like to communicate and just to be more educated in that, uh, that world 
uh, to know a little bit more about what's going on in our heads. And then also even in wrestling uh, as a whole, too. I know mental health is a big thing. So you never know if it can come down the road where I can help that way. And it's just giving back somewhere. But also now it's helping me just be knowledgeable in a field that if I do use it, I use it. If I don't, so be it. It's there, though. No, that's awesome to hear. And, you know, you kind of mentioned it before how um, you used your experience in the military to uh, create a different um, side of yourself in the ring when you went to impact. Um, You kind of just answered my other question right there. How is some of your experiences from your time in the military um, being applied to things outside of wrestling? So um, that's just awesome to hear. Um, You know, you're you're also trying to, you know, go for your psychology degree to help veterans, help other um, wrestlers, talents, some of the boys. That's awesome to hear. I mean, um, are there other things from um, your military time that you're applying um, or pursuing, I should say? Uh, no, it's just more or less a lot of the help I get from the military is the hurry up and wait game. That's really what it is. Everything in wrestling is hurry up and wait. It's very relatable to that. And then uh, even the camaraderie in the locker room um, with, with a lot of the guys and the girls, too. Like, I didn't obviously I was infantry, so I didn't get to really we're never really around females. Mm-hmm. Um so it was very like, it's still funny. Cause like these, like I kind of, I don't know. I try not to be, cause with the way the world is now, like I'm, I'm very nice, but I'm also, I stand back. I just, cause I don't ever overstep in that way. And just fitting into how things are uh, in the world is funny uh, with that. If that answered any of that question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, yeah, I just kind of keep to myself and just keep my head straight and have my goals of, what I want to do in wrestling. And then, like I said, if, if once wrestling is done and I can fall back and kind of like, we just had Chris Nowinski come in and uh, do uh, the concussion protocol uh, at impact. And I sat through about eight of them in WWE, but like for him to do what he does from being a professional wrestler and then going into that field and be able to like, he left one thing and found another, like one career just led to another. And that's the one thing about wrestling is you learn so many different tools with public speaking being able to network with all these different people, especially with us at Anthem, there's so many different ways to go into broadcasting or some type of with Invictus there. So there's just ways to be there and different ways to get out there and get your voice heard and to network and to build on your own brand that can eventually lead to something else. And I don't know what that is yet right now. Wrestling's the focus, but like the world is anything. So I don't know. If that answers the question. No, absolutely. That advice could apply to any and everybody. So, I mean, that's just yeah. so great to hear. What's, um, you know, as far as like, um, is there any type of, I know, I, I personally know the answer because we've had conversations like this before, but I want you to share. What, uh, what, what kind of music motivates you? Like, what is, is, is there certain music that this is my, this is my workout music. This is my, you know, now I'm, I'm just chilling, relaxing. Um, this is my, okay, I'm about to go to battle in the, in the ring or, Hey, I'm about to go to battle in the, in the field in the military, you know, like is there there things that kind of, that you kind of, um, lean on, I guess, when it comes to music taste. Uh, I kind of listen to everything. Rock is, and metal is my two go-tos. Um, lately in the gym, I always listen to a lot of soundtracks lately of just the instrumentals, just cause like, I don't know, it puts my head in a moment like of while I'm getting, my, my pump on in the gym and getting my adrenaline up and like envisioning myself in scenarios when the music's going on in the background and feeling the highs and lows and just kind of like, I, I don't know, I'm weird uh, where I just try to like put myself into scenarios. Well, okay. How, like, I don't know. It's yeah, very weird in that sense, but in the gym lately, soundtracks are my go-to 
like I just put the Rudy soundtrack on the other day and I just listened to it from the beginning to end while I was doing cardio and then into my lift and then switch it right into Slipknot to just really start hitting some heavy sets. But, uh, that yeah. instrumental thing is not, apparently it's, it's a, it's a thing. Cause, uh, I just was, uh, well, we, before the tapings, uh, I was with, um, down and down kind of rolling around some ring and I was with Dawkins and uh he put on some Beethoven. He was like, dude, this gets you fired up and he was playing it and we're all like, This is yeah, this is this is good. Like I'd never once worked out with something like that before or like had any and I was ready to like I was ready to You're you're uh, you talking about Angelo Dawkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did that because LeBron says he listens to Beethoven. Oh, that, that's, that, that's, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's probably what it was because he was he was talking about uh, something like that. He goes, I started doing this, and this, this is great. And he kept putting it over and over. So, yeah, I bet it probably was LeBron. It makes sense now because he, he, he's a sports guy. We talked a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was he was trying to get Moose to get on board with it. Moose was kind of. What are you talking about, dude? It was great. It was it was funny, but yeah, he was. But it was wild though that it it kind of really did motivate you. And the instrumental, I've never I've never once put on instrumental to work out. Never thought about yeah. it. Uh, that's pretty wild. Um, what um, would you say that you have? Uh, I think we've uh, I heard on another podcast a good friend of ours, uh, Brian Hebner's. They asked. Uh, they did a newlywed game with you and Diana, De- and they asked. Uh, your favorite movie and she had to guess it and uh you kind of mentioned earlier kind of based your character off of it's like winter soldier right like captain america mm-hmm. winter soldier so winter soldier is that now was that like when you watch movies like that does it take you back to the days in the military and stuff is it kind of or is it more of just um just yeah or just being a fan of the of comics itself in general yeah, no, I, I love comic books. I grew up watching war movies. My dad, uh, he was military, and so was my uncle and my grandfather. So it's just funny to – I grew up on that Vietnam era of movies with, like, Full Metal Jacket, Platoon, and those are constantly on still now. And Dee's just like, why do you watch war movies all the time? I was like, I don't know. It just relaxes me. It just – I don't know. Those things are fun to – I just – I don't know. It's my childhood again. And then I got to live that at the same time too. Um, but – um yeah, big comic fan. And then, like, watching Winter Soldier, I kind of watch more movies now. If I watch it the first time, it's to enjoy it. And then the second time or third time, if I clicked into something, like, that I can steal from. Mm. Or, like, a character, new, like, just something a character does or kind of how they speak. Like, I just try to tap into things like that now when I watch a lot of movies. It's good. Yeah, it's good character development for sure. I know, um, I think that was a lot with, uh, I've heard Freddie Prince Jr. used to do it at WB when he was leading that. He would lead the promo classes and like try to get you to certain monologues, certain ways, at least is what he talks about and what I've heard Cardona say too. Like he would try to get you into like just way you say something differently based on how the character is different and where it, where it can take you and stuff is really, really, really intriguing for sure. Yeah. And it's also knowing where you are in the story too. Like that's the one fun thing and, the benefit and curse of being in the PC for six and a half years, I got to learn a lot from a lot of people and finding my voice there. And then now being able to express it and get confident in my promos. And that's the one good thing at impact too, is having that freedom. And with Robert and Jimmy, they just say this, this, and this, I kind of, this is my idea. Like Jimmy gives me the bullet points. Robert goes, I have this. How would you say this? Um, Here's my idea on the promo. And it's just very good collaboration to work and then be able to speak and then if it's one to two takes or three takes, sometimes it'll be like, take this out. All right, say this or emphasize this a little bit more. 
And it's like good too. Cause like they're both very good minds as well behind the scenes with Jimmy and Robert with creative side and getting those promos down. And that's my favorite part of like, I love the ring so much, but being able to speak or perform and show people through my eyes and my voice and get them intrigued into a storyline is one of those things that just, it hooks me still now as a fan. Like when I see a good promo, I'm like, Oh, okay. That was a good line. Or that was a good go home. Like when something just, you know, is good. You're like, Oh, okay. Like even last night watching raw, we we're watching the opening segment. I'm like, this is great. Like, this is, this is awesome right now. It was yeah. just perfect. And like you, I love, I love when things like that happen organic and it just feels organic and not scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Org- organic is the key. Like if it feels a lot of times in, and um, you know, WB in the past and just other, other things too, it feels so scripted. You're like, ah, I just can't, this is not what this, this character doesn't feel real where you watch, but you go back and watch your Steve Austin's and your rocks and you're, you're like, these guys, you know, they may have been scripted. Who knows? But uh, they say they're not, but they may have had a lot of bullet points. But they, you could tell this was organic. These people were saying how this person would say it. They're not saying it the way someone wrote it down. And I think that's key. And you're right. Um, Jimmy and Robert do do that. And they're they're brilliant minds, but they allow the talent to say it. You know, like um, it, it's it's uh, it's really um, empowering to see that. And, uh, and I'm hoping that kind of, is bleeding over in the new regime um, in the company. It seems like it is uh, now uh, today. Um, as far as like you mentioned about uh, helping, you know, doing things, giving back, those kind of stuff, like th- when it comes to um, your degree and things like that, have you ever thought about uh, possibly to like, you could even, I mean, some people do it while they're still active. I mean, uh, Myers does it and other ones, but have you ever thought about maybe opening a wrestling school and doing that as well? No, uh, just, there's, it's a lot of headaches in that. Like, would it be something fun to do maybe at some time, but not really. I just, I think if anything, I would go more to the production side. Mm. That's kind of, if I was to stay in the business down the road, like the producing side of come helping matches and whatnot. Cause I just love, I love TV wrestling and, uh, that's the fun part with that. And I, I can sink my teeth more into that. I also don't think I have the patience enough to uh, teach people. Uh, I do, but I don't at the same time, just because once I, I don't know, just, I don't think I would have the patience to do it completely right now, at least well, maybe that could say in a producer agent part of it in the production side, I, I think uh, when, uh, to me, I was like, you, you, you have a, you have the, the patience or the mind to teach, but, but then when you said that, I'm like, Ooh, that I can see you in that role. Like, that's the role, like, you know, that, the to, you know, you're helping, you're teaching, but yet you're. Um, you're in the production. I, I I definitely see you more there now that you said that. I was thinking uh, for sure. You could probably train people up too as well. I mean, again, but it, you're right. It is a different monster um, for sure. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, I think I would be too strict. I think I would also be a very strict of a coach. Good good monster in there. Yeah. Uh, I think I would just be too strict of a coach because I care so much and I would want my talent to care as much that right. comes into right. You got to want this. If you're just in it for the weekend warrior, like there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, like, what do you want to do with this? Do you want to make a career out of this and then take this elsewhere to benefit your life? Like to just, what are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. no, that's right. That's right. And you, and unfortunately you get a lot of people that want to do it just because they wanted to say they've done it and, uh, you know, not, uh, not, not have the desire to take it seriously or go further into it. Just a weekend warrior. And, uh, it's uh, it, it would be frustrating for sure, especially if you're putting all your effort into teaching this person. 
Uh, and then they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm happy what I'm doing. Like, why? You could do so much more. You know, so yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, the, um, so, uh, you know, always um, ask this question and it could change, uh, you know, in a week. It could change in a month. It could, it could probably be, uh, it could probably, it probably change tomorrow. You could think about it, but what would you say right now? And I know you kind of maybe you kind of elaborate on when you said your favorite kind of moment or whatever. What would you say would be your favorite match? And maybe we'll do like maybe we'll break it up. When we'll do favorite favorite match at WB and favorite match so far at Impact. We'll do it that way. Uh, for Impact, I would say my match with uh, Jay White and uh, Saban at Rebellion last year, uh, beating them in the same night and being able to go out there against two top stars. Both for, uh, world champions and in, uh, in, in the world of professional wrestling, and both just two really great talents. And Sabin's Sabin's to me is one of those just legends that's not talked about enough in the business. That's so underrated. He's one of the best. Yeah. So is he's Shelley. So, so is his partner. I mean, him and Shelly are just uh, yeah. They, they're just so amazing. Innovators and just they just make things look flawless. And so same with Jay. And I'm looking forward to down the road. Hopefully, a, a rematch with both of them. Uh, at least I would love to work with them again at some point uh, when the time is right or if the story is right. But uh, yeah, that, for Impact Rebellion with those two and beating both of those two on the same night to reiterate that I beat Jay White and Saban. You did. I was the ref. I know. I kind of oh. went to mm-hmm. um, So what? Yeah. When it comes to what about uh, WB NXT or however you want to? If you want to, I guess that would be the same. Would be your favorite match there. For NXT, I would say the TakeOver 25 ladder match with Blake and I uh, versus uh, Undisputed Era of Bobby and Kyle, uh, Oni and Danny Birch, and then the Street Profits were in there as well. And then uh, a second favorite of mine in NXT was a live event in Paris. We wrestled in this uh, stadium uh, that was like an old circus venue, and it was the coolest thing to me in the world. It had no plumbing, no heating, nothing. It just stank. It was in the middle of the ring. Like the ring was in the center of the ring like a circus would be. And it just felt like this intimate setting. And we were opener match against Heavy Machinery with Otis and Tucker. And the crowd, we didn't have to do anything. Like wow. it was just one of those magical moments. Like you got out there, were like, oh my God, thank you. And this is so cool. Uh, there, I, one of us has a photo, either Blake, myself, or the other two have it uh, somewhere. I might have it in my Rolodex on my phone. But uh, we just you see a moment of uh, all of us standing there, and then just kind of all of us are kind of looking a different direction to kind of just take the moment in. That was a fun live event to me that I always remember. And uh, Tucker makes fun of me for that. I was like, dude, I don't know what it was. It was just one of those matches that just felt everything felt right. Right. And, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's for NXT. For main roster, I would say beating New Day when we got called up uh, with uh, Big E and uh, Kofi. Uh, for Blake and I to go over on them, and for them to be so generous to us and like caring of, of as well of knowing their role of here's a team coming up. These guys have busted their butts, and it's their time. Like we need to make another team, and then they really let us shine, and they didn't have to. And that's one of those things that they didn't really they could have been selfish and. They weren't and those two, well, all three of them, and Woods as well. They're just they were always good to us, and that was one thing I'm, I I I'll remember for SmackDown. Yeah. The um. So. You we kind of we kind of elaborate a little bit about your your uh, current status at Impact, where you're you know you you deserve this title shot. Um. When you let's say, you get your title shot. 
say you win this title shot, what would be your, um, you know, what's gonna what's gonna be your your, I guess your food of choice, your your celebration, your whatever it's gonna be, your party. What's gonna be that night you win the title? What 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 are you, what are you looking to do that night? Big bottle of whiskey. There we go. Yeah. No yeah. food. No Liquid diet. Liquid. <laughs> just whiskey. <laughs> I got it. Just whiskey. All right. Um, I'm gonna hug my wife, give her a kiss, and then I'm gonna just drink until I fall asleep. There we go. Which probably very quickly because I'm sure I'll be very tired if it is against Josh or could <laughs> yeah. be Swan uh, or whoever else is in that six man uh, match of Callahan PCO or not not PCO. No, no, PCO's not in that. Yeah. Callahan, Rhino, uh, Saban's in that as well. So it could be Saban. So Moose, you never know. Moose is in that. Moose as well. Yeah. Birdie, I've beaten Moose twice, by the way. You have? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I never let him live that down either. Every time he looks at me, I'm like, twice. Now, now, you're, now you've already uh, – well, take this – let me uh, – I think you're, you are. I'm looking – yeah, you're the, you're the current revolver. World champion, right? Pro wrestling yeah. revolver. Um, so, beat Trey uh, Miguel. You beat Trey Miguel, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you beat Trey Miguel. Uh, you're the current uh, revolver champion. How's like? Is the is the idea to be the belt collector? I guess to like, you know, I think that. Well, that makes you the top guy anywhere you go if you're collecting the belts. I know that's the big trend now of collecting titles everywhere. If I'm the champ. I'm the champ. If not, that's what you're fighting for in every company you go to. What What is it like working at a place like that? Because I mean, you were you basically worked in indie for a year. You were signed, and then you went right from one company to another TV company. So this is kind of your first working like places like Revolver and doing some of these other like um, showcases in Chicago and like all these little pla- like this is kind of your first kind of really indie experience. What um, yeah. What has that been like? fun it's like i said before people are going out and having these matches that they're wanting to go viral and again nothing wrong with it but like going out and having fun with the live crowds and being able to just speak my mind and not really have a filter unless i'm told to have a filter but uh it's a lot of fun to just go out there and just to be a jersey prick Uh, i am still from jersey people don't realize that so it's fun to go out there and uh and run my mouth a little bit at people and they can't do nothing about it what are some of your favorite places from Jersey? I've been there a couple of times, but I, I think a lot of us only know what are some of your favorite places to go, places to eat. I always love finding out about restaurants, number one. Oh, my, <laughs> my hometown of Rutherford uh, that I grew up in, uh, Paisano's was a big Italian restaurant there. And then across the train tracks uh, was because uh, Rutherford was considered a dry town. They didn't, you weren't allowed to uh, serve alcohol, but it was BYO of like wine at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. So uh, right across the train tracks of East Rutherford, you had the Blarney Park Tavern and the Railroad Cafe. And those were like the three main spots growing up, even in high school, just to go get wings on football nights or pizza at Park Tavern. Uh, those were the big hangouts there in that area. And then Giant Stadium, not too far away. So, yeah. so now uh, it's kind of, you see, how far, because Deanna's from New Jersey, right? Yeah, so it's crazy in the small world that it is. She grew up about 30 minutes away, not even. And it's just like, even when we go up north, like one of my favorite places now is going to the um, diner up by her. Uh, What is the name of the diner? I can't believe I can't can't remember right now. 
uh, sorry, it was on guy. It was on guys, diners, dives, and drive-ins oh, okay, as well. Okay, that's okay. what they're known for. But um, it's one of the, and she has her own sandwich there named after her now, the Perazzo. I think I've ever seen her post that or uh, recently yeah. or whatever. But yeah, that's oh. that's wild though, because I, I like it's it's all it's just crazy. The um, you know grew up thirty minutes away from each other. You um, you know the the meeting in what twenty fourteen or whatever fifteen with the jacket with the coat the coat and then that happened and then like all of a sudden uh, you all are together married and work for the same company and dominating yeah. both uh, both your uh, divisions so. Um, pretty, pretty wild. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe the the perfect storm will be one night of uh, her going for the title and myself going for the title in one night. You never know that could happen. That'd be kind of cool to both win at the same night. Yeah, it happened for Seth and Becky, right? So the other yeah. power power couple. So why not let you be the power couple and do that? Um, so we got a couple things coming up with plug. We got uh, I know speaking of wrestling revolver, we got that show on February second. Uh, in Dayton, Ohio, and I think there's also another one in March, um, and uh, in Iowa. I don't know the date on that one, uh, probably because I'm not booked on that one. But I don't know the date on that one. Um, and then, uh, of course, Impact Wrestling every Thursday night on Access TV, um, and then as as well as the next, um, everything is taped up until uh, no uh, no surrender. Uh, in Vegas at Sam's Town, followed by two nights of TV. So get your tickets for that, impactwrestling.com. Uh, tickets for Rebellion just went on sale uh, this mm-hmm. week uh, in Toronto as as uh, Impact makes his way back to Canada for both Windsor and the end of March for Sacrifice and uh, or, yeah, sacrifice and TV tapings and then um, Rebellion uh, in Toronto. So uh, pretty exciting stuff to, uh, to coming up. Our, uh, I, I know I'm excited for 2023. Uh, other than, I mean, other than the title, I don't know what else there would even be, but what is your goal for 2023? You just said it, uh, winning the impact world title is, is my goal right now. And that'll make my 2023. And then after that, uh, holding on to it, maybe I'll be the next longest reigning champion. Who knows? Maybe I could beat that record of Josh, but at the same time, I don't know who knows, but that's my, that's my goal right now. Uh, other than just staying healthy, taking care of my family, paying the bills, keeping a roof over our head—that's the number one thing. Let's let's say you win the title. Um, you know, whether that rain, how long that rain lasts, or let's say it, it you, the rain is still going on. Would you also like to, you know, maybe have those impact tag team titles too with with a good friend of yours? That would be cool down the road uh, if if he's available. Uh, I don't know what his situation. Is right. Well, I kind of know what his situation is right now, but at the same time, uh, that's up to Impact whether yeah. they bring him down the road. Uh, I know we've talked about that for him to come in possibly, and obviously, right now with me and singles and going after the world title, it's it's not the right time for us no, to be tagging. Right time. That's what's down the road. Down the road. Yeah, maybe that 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 would be a goal in Impact. I think long term that would be a lot of fun. Uh, and then again, I know with intergender and impact, my wife and I could possibly be tag champs. You never know. Things can always happen out of nowhere. That's true. Is there anybody at speaking of if for some reason, you know, you had to find a tag team partner that's not your wife or not your best friend because your best friend's not with impact. So currently, so, uh, if you had to pick somebody in the impact roster to be your tag team partner, who who would that be? I'd have to say Eddie Edwards. Eddie would be, uh, I don't know, we both kind of think alike. 
kind of on the mind and I just, I, I love his work. Uh, he's so damn good at what he does and just his timing is great on every, I just, yeah, he's, he's, that's why he's a world champ as well. Former world champ. And it's that somebody, uh, we, we've clicked in that six man that we had and it was fun to just put the match together and we go, okay. Cause he's tagged forever mm-hmm. him and Davey. So it was just one of those things. Oh, Side note too, they were both at my tryout in 2014. Oh wow! Or 13. So it's kind of really weird how full circle happens when I got to Impact. I'm, he's like, "How do you know everybody?" I was like, "I've either had a tryout with them, ran their tryout when they were coming through WWE and NXT, or just met them on the Indies, or just knowing wrestling community of meeting everybody." Yeah, I remember you saying that uh, when we first met and talked, or that you kind of were the per- like everybody kind of went through you all, like you guys, like you kind of worked everybody. Um, which was, which is, you know, the pro and the con of that you're, you know, you're trusted enough to kind of get everybody to kind of show if they can make it, but then you're kind of stuck in that, that rut for a while, uh, which, yeah. but, but it gave you so much experience though, too, at the same time. So that's, you know, that's a good yeah. thing. That's the one thing too, at the time you don't realize how good of a like position, like it doesn't feel like the right position, but it got me to meet everybody and got me to learn how to work different styles and, just learn how to work and then like get to impact. And now it's time to actually show the world who I am. And I, I've got the, a lot of the bases covered Grant, and I need to tweak some things here and there and still improve because nobody's ever perfect and I'll, I'll never be perfect on anything, but I want to try to be the best and to have all those tools in that time uh, with WWE and NXT was a blessing. And uh, it's gotten me to where I am now and on this run and impact and going after the world title. To answer your question, Eddie Edwards would be my tag partner. I would say as my uh, first choice. I can totally see that as a tag team, and I can see y'all be dominating as well. So, uh, all right, I like that answer. All right, uh, any uh, any anything you want to plug? Anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, we we uh, close up here? Uh, if you don't follow me, follow me at, at Steve Macklin on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're going to see a lot of my dogs, uh, a lot of pro wrestling uh, promoting because that's what I use those platforms for. Uh, you can also buy my merchandise at Shop Impact Deals, Steve Macklin, and then also a pro wrestling tees, Steve Macklin store. And uh, yeah. And then also go go buy my wife's stuff, Deanna Prazo, Virtuosa. There you go. Yeah. It all goes. It all goes to the same pot. All so. goes to, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. If you don't, if you don't want your stuff, go buy her stuff. It, it works. All right, Steve. We thank uh, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, I know we chatted a while back, and you said uh, you said you would do it, and I'm gracious that you coming on and doing this for us. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, excited uh, for the future. And I can't, like I said, I can't wait for 2023. I I know big things are ahead for Impact overall in general, but uh, for you as well. And um, and um, I know you're enjoying married life and, uh, you know, um, and, uh, hopefully you, uh, well, you know, you got what the, the two dogs, Let's, how many dogs are you going to have uh, when it's three. in the year? You got three now? Yeah, we've had three. We got Oliver last year. So we've had three. Oh, that's over. right. I'll, okay. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, the little, our little humper boy. Yeah. I, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of dogs. So I, uh, yeah, honey fit Oliver. They're, they're our, uh, they're, they're our kids. So yeah, you're gonna you now. My thing was you're gonna add any more dogs. Is that gonna be it, or is that is, dog waiting on humans? There you go. There you go. Yeah. There'll, be, there'll be the time for that. There'll be the time for that. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, Steve. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I'll uh, I'll see you down. The, I'll see you soon. I'll see you down the road. Weeks, Linda. It was very nice to meet you. And thank you.
All right, and that was, ladies and gentlemen, Impact Superstar Steve Macklin. Um, I, I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah, so cool and laid back, so knowledgeable and yeah. very inspiring and encouraging his words and just hearing the story about him and Deanna meeting. That that was yeah, the, my cool. biggest pop and just how they're still, I mean, so connected together, obviously married, but so, just, you know, working together. So like, awesome. obviously I'm, I knew Dee before I knew Steve. So like... Uh, when I was working with, you know, Dee would always talk about her, Steve. Steve was actually in the WB at this time, right? So we would, would, she would share stories. And everyone kind of talked and knew kind of who he was. And um, he came in right after, um, uh, I don't know how much, maybe, I don't know how much this is known. But he kind of came and visit. He was not with WB at the time, but he, he wasn't signed with Impact yet. But he came in and kind of visit. I guess he had that, like, first conversation um, with management. Uh, but uh, that's when I kind of got to meet uh, him and uh, ch- chat a little bit with him. I was like, this guy's pretty cool, okay. But when he came in full-time, like signed the deal and like came in or whatever it was, like he was like being used on the roster, I was like, and I got to kind of talk. I think I, I had his first like two couple matches, and one of them was actually with Cal Hero. Um, but I had a first couple matches, and I was like, this dude, like he was so like passionate that he was so mad that he like – it didn't go the way he wanted it to go, but it was great. It was a great, it was a squash match, but it was a great match. But he was like, he wanted it to go a certain way. And I can see he was so passionate about it. I'm like, I like this guy. This guy gets it. Like he, he's, it was a great match for what it was supposed to be the business of it. But he was mad because he wanted it a different way. And it was like, all right. Yeah. This he's, he's not just here to, you know, um, just do something. He's actually here to like, make moves and like be somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, that was cool. And then of course, like I said, he's so down there, so laid back and so cool that he's, um, you right away you get, you, you fall in love with him. Like, Oh, this dude's great. You know, he's a cool dude. So yeah, hundred percent. He, uh, he's great dude. Even though on TV, on camera, you want to smack him sometimes and beat him up, but, um, he gets physical with the refs too. So, as he stated, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, it was it was fun. I'm glad he got to come on and to do this, and um, and I'm excited. I you know I, I hope he gets the title shot. I think he deserves it, and uh, I'm hoping one day it happens. And uh, I would be, um, I mean I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll ref it or not, but I'll be excited if I get to for sure. I hope you would be the one. Absolutely, it has yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Like I said, if it's, it depends on when it happens, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he could uh, he could like get it immediately, and I could have you know been knocked out or something. Who knows? Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that was Steve Macklin, and um, appreciate the the people who uh, send the questions and and whatnot for the show and all that. And we're gonna try to do that more often, where you can get a chance to to kind of chime in and ask your questions and everything. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, shout out to all of our sponsors. Um, we threw them out there earlier. I'll throw them out there again at the end here. Colorado brand, go to coloradobrand.com. Use promo code ringside, save 10%, um, and, uh, save on that. Linda, take this one away. Pro wrestling. Prowrestlinginsurance.com. Yeah. Visit our friend, Chris, find out ways that you can get paid if you get hurt. And most likely 
sometimes in our lives and whether it's in outside the ring or you don't have to be a pro wrestler or affiliated with wrestling, there's something where you can be covered just in case as low as $8 a month. Go to prowrestlinginsurance.com. Find out how you can get covered. And uh, our new sponsor here, uh, Manscaped. I'm not going to elaborate too much on it, but right now if you go to manscaped.com and you are too... Use promo code REFEREE, because yes, I'm a referee. But if you use promo code REFEREE, you save 20% and you get free shipping worldwide. So take advantage of that offer right now at Manscaped. Don't miss out. I would take advantage of it now while you can, um, as soon as you heard this, so you don't uh, don't don't waste your time, because it may, that who knows, it may one day change to a different, uh, different uh, type of promo. You may, may save less down the road instead of saving more now. So 100% save with um, our promo code referee on Manscaped. So, um, Lenny, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say before we uh, close shop here? Uh, yeah, just kind of touching base on the news that um, came out earlier today about um, showing not too far from you in Lexington yeah. uh, for AEW and something that we didn't think we'd get to see. You know, the unfortunate news last week, the passing of Jay Briscoe. Um, we're going to get to see Mark Briscoe. Um, and it matches against Jay Lethal, and it's 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 going to be a very touching moment. And um, you know, yeah, yeah. We did a um, Impact did a Tim Bell salute for uh, um, Jay Briscoe, and and mm-hmm. Jay was someone I, I I only met, only got to recently meet and get to know, but it felt like you knew him forever. He was such a cool dude. Uh, they were amazing. Both him and his brother, are just amazing people. And um, I was honored looking back now to be the referee that that was that um you know uh ref the match that they won the impact world titles impact world tag team titles against uh valen by design and um pretty pretty cool stuff uh to be able to be a part of that you know like i said we got to work with them a couple times uh over the over the few months that they were with us and um just again super down-to-earth cool dudes um and uh Jay was just, um, you could tell like he cared about his people and, uh, he had, he cared about his family. You could tell he was a family man and he would talk about it and it was, it was really, 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 really cool to see. And, um, our, um, but more, you know, our, our, we're all, we're all, we're all hurt and taken back from this, but right now our thoughts and prayers are a hundred percent with his family, um, through this time and, um, you know, we've heard some good news coming out of the with his daughters and of good reports from the doctors and, and everything, and that's great. And hope we keep hearing those good reports, and they keep overcoming and battling and getting through of all this. And um, you know, but uh, it's just a tragic accident that happened. No one's fault at this. Uh, no one. There's people are blaming certain things. Nothing. Things just happen. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes you can't. There are accidents for a reason, um, but um, it definitely prays for and the prayers for the other family that uh, lost someone as well. Um, that the woman was was a mother to children as well, and they um, they lost her mother. So prayers all around for the whole tragedy, and uh, so cool to be able to see this. By the time this airs, it'll be tonight, or if you're hearing this a couple of days later, then it'll be. Um, you know, go back and watch, but going to be a cool thing to see Mark and Jay, you know, have this match to honor their honor, uh, honor Jay Briscoe, Jay Lethal, honor, honor, and Jay Briscoe. 
and um, I'm ex- I'm just I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do, and it almost brings me back to that um, that Bret Hart Chris Benoit match. And I hate to put Chris Benoit in a positive light, but in that match with Owen Hart at WCW, you know, for for Owen Hart at WCW right after he passed away, um, and uh, it didn't like Jeff Jarrett do something too. Um, Jeff Jarrett had a match on on WB um, with somebody as well for Owen and Hart. I can't remember his match, but I remember the Bret Hart and the Chris Benoit. It was pretty mm-hmm. pretty freaking amazing um, because just being Canadian guys and all that. So. Yeah, it's um pretty cool. So uh, I'm a, I'm a, I can't wait to see this. See what they see what they do to honor honor Jay. Yeah. So started in on such a sad sad note, but it was um, I think important for us to mention that and talk about it. Um, but uh, we appreciate everyone listening. And tuning in, you can get us all on the podcast avenues Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio app, to go to bringstoppodcast.com. We're also on the Fired Up Network. We're also on the, um, one of our new um, affiliates, and, uh, and it is, and I'm blank on it for the moment. Um, good Pods. There we go. Good Pods. Go to Good Pods, download that. Anywhere you can get the, get good pods there, you can listen to us on on good pods as well, and we appreciate uh, them putting us on their platform too. And uh, you get us on the social media: the Instagram, the Twitter, and the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. Individually on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Linda K twenty two on Twitter. I just saw uh, unveiled lovelylindaK.com though. Um, that's where you can find my other socials and. Um, learn a little bit about some other um, things, my upbringing, and some interesting facts that kind of uh, put a lot of what's what and cheers that thing. So okay, so yeah. you have uh, you have a website. Look at that, Linda K has a website. We got a yeah, lovelylindaK.com. That comes from my intro when I'm doing um, indie shows or, or even as it is WWE. I think uh, we have AJ McKay or, or Cornish kindly uh, mentioning the lovely Linda K. So that's how that kind of came about. But um, yeah, I'm soaked from. Unveiling that this week as well. Except for except for Brian, my my ma'am, tell me who's yes. from. Linda, my ma'am. <laughs> well, that's funny, really, because you know, everybody that, that watches the product, you know, it's Eric, my man. So when he says Eric, my ma'am, the first time, uh, pop right there. Yeah, that was good. He kept it. Um, I mean, I guess it, my lady would be would be kind of uh, very uh, old school. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's that like uh what is that what is that like i don't even know where that's from i'm trying to remember like the like the old uh old olden days my lady hey my lady yes a curtsy yeah there you go there you go <laughs> um all right i've i i've been up a long time i'm tired so uh we're uh we're we're, we're i'm glad they we're ending the show here uh <laughs> no so thanks everybody for listening and um I don't know who the guest next week. There's a there's a there's a future Doug Basham is going to be coming on soon. I know that's happening. Shoot. It could be a week from now. It could be two weeks from now. But there has been talks about having the one and only Doug Basham, uh, who's been doing a lot of videos lately um, of um, you know a lot of reels on Instagram. So we're going to talk about that. Talk about his training OVW things like that. Like I said, maybe next week, maybe the week before, week after that. But that'll be uh, that'll be great to check out. Uh, 
check, just just check it out on social media. We'll we'll plug it and give it give it up there when we when we announce it. Once we uh, officially book him or narrow down a, a date and time uh, for Doug Basham, so looking forward to that one, and uh, maybe some other surprises from the Impact World and OVW World, and who knows, maybe we might get a surprise WWE person. We need an AEW person, don't we? We've we've got a lot of WWE per- people over the last year and the Impact. We need a, I need to throw a throw everybody a, for a loop here and, and like freak them out and all of a sudden just magically have an AEW talent. So maybe yeah. I can work on that. I know a couple. Maybe I can work on that. Well, yeah, we just said it. You know the a couple, show. too. This, yes, and you, you got the show, I mean, Lexington this yeah, week, maybe. Yeah, uh, show in Lexington. I could just yeah. drive over there and knock on their door. You know? <laughs> maybe we'll see We'll see what happens. Forbidden door is always open. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. It's always open, so I don't have to knock. Alright, guys, in the meantime, in between time, until next time, You can catch us ringside. See ya.